Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to episode 27 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron across the table from me in beautiful Jackson, Wyoming. That's my co-host, Ben. Benny, how's your week, bud? Extraordinary. Um, very good. Can't complain at all. And if I could, nobody would give a shit. Isn't that the old saying? Yes, you should come up with a different adjective every week for how your week was, and we see how long we can go for until you until you run out of adjectives to go with. I feel like we could probably go for a while. It, all that. So if my only job for the entire week is to come <laughs> up with my adjective, <laughs> that's it. That's all you. I need you to do. I'll run the Instagram and edit and record and do all that stuff, buddy. Hey, ben, you just gotta find me an adjective. Um. Yeah, let's do it. Fucking consider it done. I'll start brainstorming. Um, well, interesting thing about this week is, it, and I had this. I was thinking about this yesterday. Bad, bad week for the stock market, right? And like you and I have preached oh. investing to people. Um, you know, we we've kind of been leaning into our generation, trying to get them to put their money away into the stock market and all that stuff. I had this thought last night. We really didn't like coach people at all about what to do when something like this week happens. And, th- and the reason I, I bring this up, I was, uh, I was headed to somebody's birthday party last night. Uh, my buddy, Justin, happy 40th, the old fuck. Um, and uh, I got a call from my old neighbor who lives across the hall uh, in my old building, smart, super smart kid, you know, Yale law school graduate, didn't take the bar, decided to write a book instead, got a book contract. Well, him and I were talking out on our front porch one time about investing and I, you know, gave him the same spiel I gave everybody about how it's the best vehicle to grow your money if you don't need it right away, blah, blah, blah. So he put $40,000 of his book deal into the market. Now, I didn't know how much he had or how much he put in or any of that. Tuesday rolled around. All the major tech stocks had started to pull back and he had put all of his money in Amazon. So he saw Amazon dropping, panicked sold his entire position of Amazon, $40,000 worth, moved that money into Tesla, which plummeted to the point where he lost all the gains that he had accrued and $10,000 of his initial investment. Now, if that was where the story stopped, it would be okay. But he then pulled all his money out of Tesla at a $10,000 loss. So he was panicking because it's every dollar that he has to his name that isn't you know, an emergency fund or anything like that. So it made me think that you and I really didn't talk at all about what to do when there's pullback. So I think you're a perfect person to tell people about what to do when there's pullback uh, because you've dealt with significantly more serious pullback than that in your investing life. Um, yes. Well, 120 grand is significant. Um, yeah, I was in Ethereum early on and it ripped up and uh, I had a nice chunk of change and um, basically, yeah, I lost it all. Well, I didn't lose it all because I still, you know, have my position or whatever, but uh, yeah, it's been now, what, two years, I think, 
Yeah. Basically. Or yeah. It was, yeah, 20, that, like no, it was 2018 that that run-up happened. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess like for starters, if you believe in something, you kind of got to rock with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which in that case, I would say I've done well in terms of like, like I, I just, I feel like there is a future in cryptocurrency. Sure. Um, I kind of always, I don't know, I found it very fascinating from the get go. And then, you know, as I started to kind of like understand, like, you know, the devaluation of like currency, like our current US dollar and everything, I was like, well, it does kind of make sense, like in the long term, like, sure. that this, this might work. So right. I guess that was when I made my like decision that I was like, all right, then I'm just going to rock with this. Like if I believe in it, then why would I get rid of it? Right. And you know, it's been a very, very slow comeback, but it's, it's coming back. And I guess the other thing though, like if, cause we just, you know, we gotta be honest. I had like, you had kind of told me the other day, cause I had an issue the other day with the stock market. I kind of, I did a, a big transfer of funds and um you know same thing like kind of like a panic sell sort of yeah but i moved my position from pen into tesla as well yep tesla then fell but i didn't sell because right. i was co- i was coached by one of the best <laughs> at thanks buddy um so but for me about the original crypto crash was i was peeling some in, um, some of my profits. So right. like I had taken out my initial investment. Yep. So for me, I was kind of just like playing with the house's money. So, you know, had I put a 120 grand into, into crypto and then started watching that go, I think I for sure would have panicked and, and right. gotten out, but I had pulled, you know, my initial investment kind of early on. So it was just like, you know, letting it play. And then obviously I, I bought my house and, and that type of shit. So, um, you know, I, whatever, used some of my profits, I guess. But, um, man, it's like every day you, you like, I, I was trying to like, think of a way to like explain it almost, you know, but it's like, you feel like, you know, someone's just taking a knife and twisting it around in you. And like, okay. what the fuck? Like if I, you know what I mean? Like if I sell this, I lose, you know what I mean? So what? That, it sounds like that your buddy like is down 20 grand, like pretty quick. Yeah. Shit. Um, no, that, and that, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to know. I want to know what, like your, what your mental state was like while that was going on to like watch, you know, to go from, you know, the peak and way up here with like, you know, you look like a genius. Cause I remember, you know, I think I was probably one of the only people that listened to you when you were on your whole crypto crusade. Um, nice alliteration there. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good. How am I going to, how am I going to top that word next week? That <laughs> <answer>? <laughs> um, but, but, you know, to go from feeling that like that level of like, holy shit, I'm a genius. Look at how well this has worked out to like, well, there goes all my profit. Like, that's kind of what I want to know is like, what was that like emotionally and mentally for you? I mean, you, like still, I, you said you were lucky because like you really 
you know, you timed it very well. You were able to pull your initial out and like your initial wasn't that significant comparatively, but still, I mean, that has to wear on you to watch that much money just disappear, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of like, what if scenarios, you know, at that point I was using like Coinbase. I'm like, Oh man, I should have just put it in my Coinbase. Let it sit there, let it go way down buy way more. You know, I mean, there's like, I mean, it's like anything. You just think of every single situation, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, And I think that's all part of it. That's all part of learning. You know, we were talking last episode about like, you know, if we lost it all, like, you know, we would, we would be able to come back from it. You know what I mean? And it's not like I lost it all, but I, I feel like to me, my outlook on life after that has happened has been considerably more conservative in terms of like, you know, my, like, making sure I got like a slush fund or or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, um, but the other thing is like, I think it's like, we're playing with this stuff now. Like let's make these mistakes as 30 year olds instead of like 45 year olds with our, you know, kids freaking college tuition money or something, you know, it's like, but, uh, yeah, I think it was just, I don't know. That's the thing, man. Every day, like, you know, it's like, Ether was up to 480 bucks the other day. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Like we got yeah. some life, you know? And then sure as shit, hundred dollars swing back down. Yeah. Like, so it's gonna be like this, but I think as um I mean, I don't know. There's I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, you're talking about the stock market as an investment, you know, vehicle. I think there's a lot of like media vehicles kind of driving this new possibility of like cryptos being a thing you know like i know this is so random but like paris hilton she just did like an an, um she just auctioned off like a digital cat like with ethereum you know what i mean so like there's a celebrity now that's endorsing crypto it's like you got rogan talking about it you got portnoy talking about it um you know, it's like next thing you know, it's like if if they show you what what's the uh, curve, like you know, like the early adapters, you know the the la- you know like it, it like shows you like the entrance into the market or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like we're still like the early adopters, you know, yeah. like the the bell curve hasn't even started going up yet. So it's like, you know, if you get in now or if you're in now, I mean, you're you are in very early and like just to to put some perspective into it there's gonna be 20 i think 20 either 21 or 24 million bitcoin like when it's all said and done when like the final hat like when it's finally like mined or whatever Mm. currently in the united states of america just the united states of america there's 11 million millionaires yeah. So if each one of those millionaires had a Bitcoin right now, just a Bitcoin for 10 G's, that only leaves another basically 14 million or whatever, 15 million for the rest of 8 billion people. Right. It's not just like a, it's not a, you know, a country currency or like a, a national currency. It's a, it's international. It's, 
So it's like right there, you know, it's like if there's 11 million millionaires in the United States and, you know, it, to me that says that not even every one of them has a Bitcoin right now. So no, definitely not. I mean, I find it interesting because I think one of the biggest holdups people have with cryptocurrency is the lack of understanding of how it works, right? Like, you know, Bitcoin, I think, is the easiest to understand out of all of them. Um, Ethereum is a little bit more difficult, but you can understand the principles behind it, too. And then there's, you know, 9,000 other ones. Um, so I, I find that interesting because how many people, if you ask them what happens to their dollar after they deposit it in a bank, that can tell you what happens to their dollar, you know, Fra or fra fractional reserve banking. Or it gets, it gets lent out. If you are somebody who invests in Apple, how many people can sit there and say they know where Apple, what Apple actually does with their money? How much cash do they have on hand? You know, what's their profit margin? What's their earn? You know, uh, price per earnings? Like all, all that stuff. Like most people can't tell you that information, but then they have this reservation when it comes to investing in cryptocurrency. Um, I always found that fascinating because it's like very like it's it's oxymoronic. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, but uh, no, that's it. Well, that's exactly why I asked you, buddy, because I, I, I wanted to see, um, you know, I don't know if I'd ever asked you about like what what that felt like. I mean, I lost some money, too. I was, you know, I had some money in there, too, and not nearly to that degree, but I lost a decent amount of money myself. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think like if there's one piece of advice that we could give out to people when days like what just happened happens, just like, don't fucking don't sell anything. Don't panic. Like don't freak out. Like, especially with the stock market because it's so cyclical, like these things are going to happen. You know, I know Portnoy always jokes about how stocks always go up, but like they don't always go up and they can go up for so long before correction is, overdue and we were long overdue for correction um or a pullback whatever you want to call it Aaron I almost want to like I just kind of had this like thought you know the other day we were talking about like how the news cycle is now like you know a, a minute a to minute yeah right. right you know I almost feel like that's kind of how the market is too you know it's like there could be so much negativity but then there's like this one little bright positive and like, boom, you know, like something will go or, or, yep. you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, we've, you know, all been there, like in terms of selling something that we shouldn't have sold or whatever, buying something we shouldn't have bought, but like, you know, and like, that's the thing. It's, it, it is such a gamble. There's no, like, you know, I guess, a professional stock trader to me would just be a professional gambler, like in a different sense. It's sure. like, it, it's, well, they say, they say that the stock market runs on two things, fear and greed and any news that will impact or, or promote one of those is likely to cause market movement. But, you know, the thing about it is, well, okay, here, we'll give, I'll give you a perfect example. You were talking about Penn National Gaming because this is what happened this past, this past week, I believe. On Monday. Yeah, we can just tell my story. 
No, no, no. No, it's oh, fine. Okay. I mean, I'll just I just wanted to like give examples of like the fear and greed thing. On Monday, Morgan Stanley comes out. Uh, one of their analysts comes out and says uh, that all the gambling stocks, uh, Penn National Gaming, DraftKings, MGM, et cetera, are overvalued because they don't see how gambling is going to work going forward in the COVID era uh, in terms of obviously most of these places have brick and mortar locations, i.e. casinos, what have you. Um, and so, sure, you know, on paper, that makes sense. Totally. Like, you know, okay, I get it. That makes sense. Then and commensurate with that, Penn National Gaming stock drops six percent, seven percent, something like that on Monday. Tuesday, an analyst from a different bank comes out and says that the acquisition of Barstool by Penn National Gaming was one of the best moves of the year, and he sees a potential forty-six percent upside in the stock, Penn National Gaming. What do you know? The next day it goes up thirteen percent. So it's a, it's a net six, 6% six growth uh, over two days. And like, that's the world we live in is that like the, everybody's so tied into the news now, right? If you went back to like 1955, like I bet you the stock market wasn't as volatile to the news because like, you know, you, you read the newspaper in the morning and then you listen to the news on the radio or watch TV at night. Um, and like, that was when you consume news, you weren't getting it every second of every day. Now, you know, the access to information is so ridiculous that like the stock market like reacts to that. And, and like, because there's so much every day, every day is a fucking, like, I don't know how these guys at day trade can do it all day because like, there's so much information constantly fucking coming that like, if you're not always up to the minute, you're going to miss something. Yeah, man. And then it's like, there's gotta be this in, like, I know for a fact that this COVID shit the pandemic the quarantine all that like it kind of it i don't think it kind of i think it definitely brought on like a whole new wave of investors sure. so now that's got to play a role in how it's you know being manipulated as well in terms of like you know if if back in the day it's like these traders are just doing their thing and it's just like it's kind of them. Like they're the traders, you know, or the brokers or whatever. Yep. People are going through them. Like they're the ones making it. Now every single person that has a smartphone is their own stockbroker. Right. You know, it's like, it's crazy. That's crazy to me. Like I have my own, like, you know, uh, my own portfolio on my telephone, Yep. you know, that I can do whatever the fuck I want. And maybe that's a bad call thing. Anybody to maybe get that's to not a good thing because then it's like, you know, showing that there's even could be even more volatility in terms of like, okay, so now here I am. I don't know. I don't know shit. You know, you yeah. know far more than I do about the stock market and how it works and charts and all that. But if I'm like, Oh man, like I see something happen because of the news and then I go and move up, you know, decent sized position you know around without any like real guidance like it's just me you know what i mean like if that you think that kid if if he was going through a broker he would have lost 20 g's no probably not no, because broker would have never you know, himself right yeah so. that it's well you're right because that's the that's the flip side of it right is like 
now there's no commission trading. There's, you know, there's, uh, you know, apps you don't have to pay fees on. So you truly become your own money manager. And, you know, like we talked about at some point, you know, there is no financial literacy taught to you just in, you know, your general education, right? Like nobody teaches you any of this shit. So they don't even teach you how to manage your money. So it's a very natural human reaction to look at what's happening in a market and see oh, your money disappearing. Aaron, can I stop you for one second? Yeah. I feel like they teach you how to manage your money. They teach you how to spend your money. Oh yeah. I mean, totally. You know, totally. <clears throat> um, here, yeah, spend it on our companies. We'll manage your money for you. Sure. We teach, <laughs> we, no doubt. No doubt. Um, but you know, with that comes, you know, you have to be able to, if you're going to invest and manage your own money and, and if you can't handle watching a thousand, two thousand $2,000 disappear in a day, you should just have somebody manage your money for you because it's, it's going to happen. It, it's inevitable that, you know, at some point there's going to be down days where you're going to lose a lot of money. Um, oh, totally. And even when someone else is managing your money, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. like, and then, you know, whatever. There's a whole nother um, psyche behind that too. But if you are going to manage your own money, you have to just keep in mind your goals. What you said was, was perfect, right? About like, if you believe in something long-term, stick with it, right? That was excellently said by you. Um, if you don't need the money for a long period of time, which you shouldn't be investing if you need the money you're investing anyways. Like you should, that should be money you can throw into the market and never think about for 10, 15 years. So as long as you don't need the money for a long period of time, you just got to, you know, down days are going to happen. It doesn't, not everything is sunshine and rainbows. Like look at life. Life is not all sunshine and rainbows. The stock market is a reflection on life. It's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. There's going to be down days. You're going to lose money. Um, you just got to stay the course and just, you know, if truly if you believe in something long-term, you just fucking let it ride. You know, you and I talked about it. Like I, Wednesday when the day when everything kind of really started to hit the fan I looked in the morning I saw how down the market was and I said oh, well it's gonna be a bad day and then I didn't look again until 4 15 after the market closed and I was like all right how bad was it you know but on down days there's no point in staring at your fucking account all day because it's just gonna keep going down and you're gonna get more anxious and more nervous about the amount of money that's disappearing you know, there's just no point, you know, you just, you got to get yourself into an emotional and mental state where you just like, can just power through without even fucking thinking about it, you know? Totally. Like, and, and the other thing is like, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, if you're, you know, still breathing and got a job or whatever, right. it's like, it's all, I mean, Hey, I don't think we realize how, like, you know, we're, we're, chasing money in the in the market and all this stuff and and i guess you know having some fun with it and but like at the end of the day it's like we're talking about like you know like you kind of said it's like you know is, is cryptocurrency real is like is money even real you know it's like you know obviously it's completely necessary and like you need it to live and then like but then you start thinking about it, it's like <clears throat> our government just printed you know, whatever, $3 trillion. Yeah. So like they had a fucking printing press just running, printing money. It's like, well, wh so where does that go? Or, or like, what is that? Like, like it's all <clears throat> like, 
I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if you're truly like just living and, and doing your thing, if you're, I guess like, if you're more, if you're inclined to like, you know, be prepared maybe down the road a little bit and you're, you're going after, you know, something like, you know, the, you know, a, a, a driver of, of, you know, your, your finances, like in terms yep. of whatever stocks, gold, you name it. Like, I guess like you just like the bottom line is you got to be smart. Like you got to be smart about it. Like there's no, you know, if you let it go, chances are, you know, it won't be there or, or something. Like if you're, if you're on top of it, like it's there it's like a you know it's it's a thing you need it but in the grand scheme of things like you don't need it i don't i'm like having a really tough time like getting this out you know what i mean like it's like it's it, you know it's money is the root of all evil you yeah. know it's like more money more problems like you've heard it a thousand times but what i was saying is like if you're not also doing something to make yourself some money you're yeah. you're falling behind so it's like it's not the best thing but it's also like there's no reason not to like be involved in, in trying to build something like for yourself i, I mean that's my opinion no I, I mean i think you're totally right it's 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 a necessary evil you know it's total it's the root of all evil but it is a necessary evil you know it's the way you go about living your life and it's interesting, you know, because we, we preach investing, you know, in whatever capacity. But, you know, I just saw a quote today. It's a, Warren, it's a great Warren Buffett quote that says, if your only source of income is your job, then you're one step away from being broke. And like, that's the truth. You know, you could lose your job at any moment. You could, you know, crazy things happen in life. Like life is, is you know, not succinct it's not linear there's all kinds of things that get thrown in that that you know throw a huge monkey wrench into your situation you know like for instance when i moved to california i thought i was moving to california for good and then six months later my plan didn't work out and i had to come back and rather than just like sitting there resting on you know like feeling bad for myself like i got back to work and like that's how life is like life doesn't go the way you plan it but if you can take control of certain aspects of your life and money being one of them, which is, you know, arguably a top five, most important one, you know, up there with your health and your family and all that stuff. If you can take control of that, it's just one less thing you have to worry about down the road. And when you create multiple revenue streams where you have money coming in from different directions, I've been making this joke a lot lately with a couple of buddies about like, you know, the stock market. Right. And like, so if my, if I have a really up day, I'll say, you know, oh, my money went off to work today, right? Because like, you know, 2020, make your money, make more money. I was like, oh, my money went off to work today. And then like on Wednesday, I woke up, I saw how down the market was. And I said, well, you know, money's staying in bed. Money's not going to work today. So I got to go out and do some work today. And like, you know, you become so much less reliant on one revenue stream. And then the other ones just make you money. And at the end of the day, like you're setting yourself up without doing anything and so you don't have to focus solely on the stress and anxiety that comes of, of, you know, managing one stream of money, one income source. And like, you know, like this week right, I'm like, cash poor, you know, I paid rent. Sorry, I'll, I'm almost done. I paid rent on uh, whatever Tuesday 
And, you know, I had some other bills, had to get some shit for the dog. And I was like, I'm cash poor this week. But I can also look at other accounts and be like, well, I have money if I need it. I just don't want to touch it. And like, you know, so I live poor this week and I, you know, I go grocery shopping and, you know, I don't go out to eat or anything like that. And then next week we're back and we're all good. And meanwhile, that money I didn't touch grew and became more money, you know? Totally. No, totally. And that's like, you know, some of my favorite days that I've ever had. It's like, you know, you go to work, you know, and you've, you've had them too. You go crush a day's work, yep. you know, and then your money makes you a whole week's worth of paycheck in the market yeah. that day. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, like I didn't have to do anything for that. I just had to be, you know, smart and fucking, you know, make some fucking decisions and whether they're life decisions, like, you were just talking about not going out to eat, you know, maybe yeah, you fucking yeah. cancel your gym membership and you do push-ups in your house or, right. you know, maybe you ride your bike to work and, and save some gas or like, you know, there's a billion ways to do it. It's just like sure. whether or not you want to fucking do it. Like if you got the cojones to, to, you know, to do it. I mean, and like we've said it before, it's like a lot of times it comes down to just doing it, you know, it's like, you lose, you go bankrupt. Like, what are you going to do? Sulk, you know, get a check from the government or are you going to like get back after it and then, you know, restart. What and, you just said. Then, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then maybe hopefully, ideally you, you learn from that and you're like, well, right. what did I do last time? Why did I fucking go bankrupt? You know, like, I'm not going to do that this time. Um, so I don't know. But what were you, you just going to say? Well, what you just said was like perfect because when we were talking about how, um, you know, now you can personally invest your money without a broker or, or anybody advising you, like that, it's the same exact thing as anything else in life, right? Like if you want to just, you know, make decent returns and not have to think about it, you know, you can throw your money in an index fund or an ETF and then boom, you never think about it, you just sit there. But if you really, you really want to like, you know, put your money to work, you're going to have to do research. You're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to think about it in a different way than other people think about it. And that's a perfect, like, there's a perfect, um, you know, symbiosis to life there or, or um, you know, it, it's the same exact thing as life. If you want something that other people don't have, you got to be able to do more work than what other people are doing. And it comes down to, it's the same thing with managing your money. You know, you just got to fucking work harder or learn more, you know, if you want more. Like, I don't want to work until I'm 65. So that means I have to learn more and do more and, and you know, push myself more to make it so I don't have to work until I'm 65. If you're cool with working until you're 65, park your money in an S&P 500 index fund, let that bitch grow, add a little bit here and there, and you'll be good by 65. But that ain't for me. Aaron. I'm trying to be done by like 33. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got two fucking years, dude. Um, so yeah, let's go. yeah, totally. Bitcoin man. to the moon. Let's go. <laughs> um, no, totally. Like I, I have the next five years, like pretty mapped out in terms of what I want to achieve. And I think if I can get that, that everything done in five years, then by 45, I'll be done for sure. You know, I'll be able, I'll have enough money coming in from alternative revenue streams that I won't have right. to and, like actually. And, look, you know? and let's also let it be known that when we say we're done for sure, 
we are not even started. But now we are done with the system and right. we are we are doing you know, that's I'm done getting whatever. paychecks from the government or, or from an employer. I'll be getting paychecks from tenants that owe me money and dividends from stocks and all this shit. Like that's that's what I mean by being done. Like not having to wake up at six thirty in the morning if I don't want to, you know, and just being able to do what I fucking want during the day. Um, yeah, and maybe like your thing will be like, you know, a professional sum and like your whatever. You go to a, a fucking party once a week and you do a, a, a thing and you teach a teach a class and now you're yeah. you know what i mean now you're just like oh okay i'll just i just made a thousand bucks for for doing for getting a little wine buzz and uh yeah i'm gonna go home and and do nothing you know what i mean like at yep. that point you, you kind of just you know but also on the flip side it's like right now you need to be learning everything you possibly sure. can about you know that or, or whatever it may be you know like yeah for for me i could i you know i i will find i feel like you know i'll always want to do like little projects you know a little sure. fence job like you know that that that's that's fun to me you know like a whatever so it's like the, the our mindset is not like we we're, we just want to you know make a bunch of money and get old and fat and like do nothing right. it's like you know we want to we want to be on our own terms like right completely so that's what we're gonna do yeah and there's there's something kind of like shitty about having like somebody else control your money i'll give you a perfect example so as part of my job we have uh like bonus programs right where you know just to give you a very basic example um say uh you know sell X amount of cases of this wine and get $25 per case on every case you sell, as long as you sell, you know, the, the goal requirement. So I had a program that was ending, uh, end of August. So Monday was the last day and I needed to sell three more cases of one wine. And I would have made probably about $1,500 pre-tax. Now that money gets taxed at 40%. 40%, which is fucking ridiculous, but so all said and done, it would have been like $900 cash um, or, or $900 deposited in my um, account. And so, you know, I, I knew what I needed to do. As soon as I left the house in the morning, I had a piece of paper written out, taped to my dashboard so I could keep track of, you know, how many I had sold and know when I had gotten there. So, you know, around noon, I get my first, my first account that I knew was going to buy some, he buys one case. I go to punch in the case to send for the next day. We're out of stock. And it wasn't going to come back in in time for me to, to be able to sell it. So there, I just lost $1,500 and it's partially my fault. Cause I waited until the last minute to, to finish the program, but I lost $1,500 and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, well, the company probably sold more than we were expecting to sell. And that's why we ran out of stock. It happens. But I'm like, this sucks because now all the other work I did was fucking for nothing. I'm not going to get the money. And this is, yes, it's my fault, but it's also like somebody else. I'm relying on somebody else to make that money. I don't want to have to be at the point anymore where I have to rely on somebody else because inevitably somewhere, somebody is going to fuck something up that is going to keep me from being able to make money. And I don't want to have to live like that anymore. That's a, that's a fantastic example. You know, it's like, 
it's out of your hands, but it's not really out of your hands, but right. it's sort of out of your hands. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah that's the old uh, down the line, you know. Hopefully, it's the way she uh, goes, man. It's the way she goes. But it is what it is. You know, you don't like the key is just like don't fucking don't fucking sulk and don't sit there and like you know say oh woe is me you know I, I feel bad for myself it's like all right well next time i just got to get it done earlier and you know it is what it is and pay attention to that stuff i know better and just keep fucking moving man life goes on you live and you learn oh when you live funny. and you learn and you fuck up and then you do good and then you live and you learn and it's like fucking every day is a new adventure man it's like how are you gonna uh you know and like we say hey like we've said all along you can we can sit here and talk finances till we're blue in the face we you know we like making money it's fun for us but at the end of the fucking day if you ain't living you know what i mean if you ain't doing what your heart wants you to do then that's where you need to reevaluate you know what i mean and hopefully that'll help you in all you know aspects in terms of you know making financial decisions life decisions like um yeah we're i guess we're all we're all in this together you know it's like uh dude i'm i'm just so happy Uh, sorry sorry. go ahead oh oh, no i was just gonna say no 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 like whatever you're gonna say is great i was just i was more gonna say like (laughs) how do you know what if it was fucking bullshit no i know it was gonna be great um (laughs) but meaning like for me like i I know i know what i gotta do you know what i mean like i know i know who my friends are i know you know all that in terms of like you know i'm Try, you know just trying to, i guess get to a spot where it's like we can enjoy life for a long time and and not really you know be, not be stressed out as whatever you know 50 year olds like what the fuck you know it's like okay we 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 worked a few years you know like no one else so that we could live the rest of our lives like no one else so yeah but what were you going to say you're so happy it was going to be great um, remember yeah, it was going to be great. And, and oh, you know, no, I was going to say is, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad, like, I know for me personally, like, as I've gotten older, my circle has gotten smaller and smaller. You know, the amount of people that I keep regular contact with is, is shrinking, um, which is great. Truly, it's great um, because those connections are deeper and more, you know, honest and yeah. open than, than, than just having a bunch of frivolous ones. But I've gotten to the point where I've had enough of these kind of conversations with people where yesterday alone, I got two different people calling me for advice and, and they were completely opposite ends of the spectrum. One guy is, you know, a multimillionaire has millions of dollars in the stock market, owns a a liquor store here. uh, And from everything I can tell is very financially savvy. He called me in the morning once he saw the market dipping and, and asked for my opinion on, you know, what I saw based on reading charts. And then, then I get the call last night from my old neighbor who, you know, is panicking and freaking the fuck out about having lost $10,000. And so like, it's very cool to me that like, you know, people trust my opinion enough to get to that point. But at the end of the day, 
<clears throat> that's all well and good. But like, that's not what I do all every day. It's fucking beautiful out here right now. It's that early, you know, that like late summer, early fall where it's like 68 degrees in the morning and chilly, no humidity. It's fucking beautiful here. I'm going fishing today, man. That is legit. The only thing I care about today, I'm going to go to the gym after we do this. I'll take Sasha for a hike. I'll clean, you know, I'll make dinner, but then I'm going fishing. And like, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to today more than anything. And like that to me is what it's all about. All the rest of it and setting yourself up for the future and planning and all that stuff is great. Like it's great motivation and it trickles down into your other aspects of your life. But I only care about doing the things that I want to do. So when I get to a day like today where I'm going to get to do something I want to do, it's all I give a shit about. Dude, that's unreal. And guess what? Here I am, similar, similar situation, blue sky, and we got our close personal friend, our first ever guest of the pod yep. in town. So uh, Mr. Trevor Arterburn, you can uh, check that episode out if you guys like. Uh, what was that, episode uh, four, four, or five, four or five, yeah yeah so yeah trev's here he just did a uh a barrel pick down at high west um in That's salt awesome. lake and then great whiskeys yeah he drove up to uh to jackson yesterday um yeah we hung out took him over to the polo fields so we're gonna uh we're gonna go explore around today you know hang out do our thing good live That's that's the fucking, that's the way it should be. And I'm like, you know what? That's just, that's a perfect place to end. Uh, and I'll let you go do that. Cause I want to go do my thing as well. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Um, you know, ever since I tasked you with remembering to say that I like have stopped forgetting to say it, but, um, but it actually works because, uh, we saw, I saw our, uh, uh, your uncle, my buddy, uh, Scotty Brown, uh, two weeks ago, and he's like, why do you guys always say that? And I showed him and he's like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know that. So, you know, it, we're helping people, helping people. Scott learned how to use a phone. It's fucking 2020 for God's sakes. Um, anyways, Benny, great, great chat this week, pal. I love you. Love you, man. Um, see you soon.